Well, aren't you glad Jesus never changes? The word remains the same. Uh, He's not changing things up on us. We don't come in here and find that everything has changed. His word is the same. His love is the same. His faithfulness is the same. The truth is the truth. Doesn't change over a period of time just because God's looking for something new. Uh, He's wonderful. Thank God he's the same. When you're perfect, you don't need to change. Praise the name of the Lord. And he's done a perfect work on the inside of us that will not change. But what that perfect work does that he began on the inside of us, it does change our thoughts. Are you okay for changing our thoughts? And and it'll change our bodies. And it will change our finances. It'll change our situation. And we just invite all that kind of change. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise God. Well, we're going to look in. You know, I had a wonderful time in the Word today. And uh, it just seemed like um, the words just tumbled out along this particular line. I was asking the Lord. uh, Tony asked me to, to, um, to share this evening. And so... Uh, I was looking to him for what he wanted to share. And um, these words just tumbled out. And then it made me curious about what God is doing in your life, you know. I was always a curious person. Um, I would, you know, if we were, you know, staying at my grandmother's house, I I went through every drawer. Isn't that terrible? If we were someplace, if a door was closed, it meant I needed to, you know, find out what was behind it. I was just a snoop. I was one of those, what do we call them, a sticky beak or something. But anyway, what did that have to do with this? But, oh, I know, this word that I got, uh, that he gave me, made me curious of what's going on in your lives. But I won't be that much of a sticky beak to find out. You know, it's, it's, it's his business. But what his word is this evening is very curious uh, because God is working in, in our lives. And this word is equipping and helping us for our lives. And different ones of you, um, when I was praying this afternoon, um, yeah, he just kind of paraded you through my heart. And yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what the plans of God are that are unfolding for your lives because it has to do with our feet. Verses of scripture about our feet. I'll show you where we started off. This is in Jude, the 24th verse. Of, uh, there's only one chapter in Jude. We're going to just start there. Jude 24. This is where it started. And then everywhere I looked, it was about our feet, about the way, the path that we're to walk in, the way that in which we walk. And these words are going to just help us. What I know, uh, even before we look into these words tonight, um, these words will go into our heart and water what's already there, the seed of the word of God. But it will encourage you. It will drive away fear. It will blow away smoky confusion. You'll have clarity of thought. And your, your steps will be sure, and you'll not stumble, and you'll make wise decisions. And that's before we even look at the verses of Scripture. This is the fruit 
of the verses of Scripture that we're going to look at tonight. Amen. Bring it on. So uh, Jude, Jude, the uh, 24th verse of Scripture, it says this. Now to him, now to him who gives you a, a command to don't fall. Don't you dare fall. You just stop falling. You just stand right up there and, and don't you fall. Actually, this verse of Scripture says this. Now to him who is able to keep you from falling. <laughs> he, gave, he, he gave this to me, oh, it's been some many years ago, when I felt so much pressure to make a right choice, so much pressure to, to not mess up. And it, I had so much pressure on me to want to do the right thing, and, and it had driven me into fear of doing the wrong thing. I didn't want to do the wrong thing. And so uh, I was even not even sleeping because I just was so under this, under this weight of wanting to please God, but under a weight and almost a fear of doing the wrong thing. And, and uh, he, he encouraged me to just get out of bed, and I did, and he, and he encouraged me to look in the Bible. Can you imagine that, dear the dear Lord would have to encourage me to open the Bible. So um, I did. I opened up the Bible, and there this verse of Scripture was. It had been there all along, but it just spoke to me loud. And it says, now to him, not now to me, who's able to hold myself up by my own bootstraps. No, now to him. Immediately. And those first three ver- those first three words in this verse of scripture, it gets your eyeballs off of you and puts them on the right one. Now to him who's able to keep you from falling. Woo-hoo. And God has ways to help you. There have been times when then I almost wanted, you know, I wanted to uh, to even do something that I knew wasn't even the right way, wasn't the right direction. And he had me on a, a short leash. I could only go so far and it just pulled me back. He was able to keep me. He's able to keep me from falling. And then keep going, keep reading the, verse, the end of the verse. It says, able to keep you from falling. The Amplified says this, without stumbling or slipping or falling and to present you unblemished, blameless and faultless before the presence of his glory in triumphant joy and exultation without, uh, with unspeakable and ecstatic delight. Well, that's a high degree of happiness there, it sounds like. But notice it says, able to keep you from stumbling or slipping or falling. Um, I just have to tell you this before we go into the other verses of Scripture. I have to tell a story about Tony because he told stories about me when I was gone. This is so funny, you guys. This is so funny. This is when we were living in Virginia. That was right outside of Rome. A little, uh, we had our Bible school in, in, in this little beach town outside of Rome. Beautiful beach town. We found out after we set up our Bible school there that it was a famous topless beach. But, uh, but, uh, but we didn't know that when we put our Bible school in that location. <laughs> it's just a little bit interesting. But anyway, praise the Lord. And, but Tony and I, 
we were living in uh, in this. No, this was when we moved up north, wasn't it? Uh, we were. You don't know what story I'm going to tell. There's so many. I love this. This is so fun. And uh, no, this was up north, and we were. Uh, we had to shop in this this little town. Uh, everything is old in Italy. Everything is unspeakably old, but the, and the sidewalks are just just you know, trenches in them and holes and uh, risings and, you know, and it's just a mess. You have to really make sure of, of where you're walking or you will trip and fall. And um, so he, he, he went out to get groceries. He loves to, sh- to get groceries, and he does. Uh, it's a special, he, he dresses up to go get groceries. <laughs> This was in Sicily. Oh, okay, now, okay, now we're back in Sicily. So he, he was going down. He had his arms full of groceries, bags, and he was walking down the sidewalk, and a group of teenage girls started coming his way. And so, you know, he, he kind of sucked in a little bit, and he was walking. <laughs> he, he told me this. And so he, he was walking down, you know, with his groceries, and, um, of course, he was looking up and everything and being cool, and he hit a hole. <laughs> and he, it was timber. And because he, his arms were full of, his arms were full of groceries, um, he, he just fell like a tree. He just, in front of those girls, it was just. It was awful, wasn't it? He came home, and his chin was skinned, and, of course, his nose was, and then his, uh, his knuckles were skinned, his knees were skinned. But what hurt him the worst was that his, um, his ego was a bit skinned from falling in front of those, those high school girls. Stumbling, you know, um, it's, it's not fun to stumble. It's not good to trip or fall, even in private let alone in public. But uh, tripping and falling is not so good. I love this verse of Scripture. It says, Now to him who is able to keep you from falling. Able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. By the time you get to heaven, if we do what you know, some of these verses, we're going to just go... and look at a blast of wonderful truth in the Word of God along these lines. But if we can apply these truths in there, they just do apply. Just take them in and they just work in us. Uh, The effect is arriving at the end of our life or at the end of our course with exceeding great joy. No regrets. No I wish I'd have done this. I, I wish I could have done that. I, what I wish I would have done. And if that would have only happened, if I hadn't have just taken that detour, if I just hadn't have fallen there or whatever. No. This verse of Scripture says, Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you before the fre- presence of his glory with, look at this, exceeding joy. Get a picture of yourself before the throne looking at Jesus and Jesus looking at you and you're both smiling. 
He's smiling at you and you're smiling at him. Amen. With exceeding joy that we finish the purpose of our lives. All right, so we're going to go back in the Bible, if you will. We're going to look first at the promises. If you'll look at Psalms, the 18th chapter. Psalms 18. And let's look at verse 32. These are the promises about our feet. says this. Let's pick up verse 30. It's good. As for God, his way, his way. And I looked, you know, the word way in the Hebrew is a really, really big word. Uh, I, I don't totally understand uh, the way all the, the ways of Hebrew or anything like that. I certainly don't know the language. But I know in the trips that I've taken to Israel, they say that that word way is a very weighty word. It's a big word, although it's not so long or anything. It's just a big word. It speaks much. And so when the Bible talks about the way of God uh, that our feet are to go on, it's talking about not only a road or a way or a path. It's talking about our journey, the way. It's talking about the direction of our life. It's talking about the manner in which we live each day, the manner. It's talking about our habits. It's talking about the course of life. It's talking not only that, it even talks about us. It talks about our character. And so way is a huge word. And so this talks, when it says that as for God, his way is perfect. Everything God, about God, everything of his direction, his purposing, his, his thoughts, everything of him is perfect. And then it says... It says, the word of the Lord is tested and tried. He's a shield to those that take refuge and put their trust in him. For who is God except the Lord? Who is a rock save our God? God uh, who girds me with strength and makes my way perfect. He makes my way. Say, God makes my way perfect. Uh And... He makes, look at this 33rd verse. He makes my feet, like hind's feet, able to stand firmly, the Amplified says, or make progress on dangerous heights of testing and trouble. He sets me securely upon my high places. Hind's feet, or like, it'd be like a mountain goat, uh, or a, a mountain deer or something that is able to track up in those high mountains. And I don't know if you've seen mountain sheep or mountain goats or not, but they're an interesting animal. It looks as though they have magnets in their feet or something. They can go on little bits of, of a rock and not fall. And they, they jump from place to place and they don't fall. And it says that he... God makes your feet like their feet. That's good, isn't it? Like there's magnet in your feet to the way of the Lord, and your feet don't slip off of his way. 
Even if something is, is blowing and pushing you this way or that way, pushing your head or your thoughts, your feet stick on the way. <laughs> Amen. Let's look at another verse of scripture that is helpful. Look, just jump over to the 36th verse. It says, you've given plenty of room for my steps under me that my feet would not slip. Believe this about God rather than taking the pressure of you uh, on yourself to make your own way perfect and to not slip yourself and trying to do everything just perfect yourself. Trust this about God. He makes your feet like hind's feet, but not only that, he makes your way wide under your feet. He isn't trying to see how hard of a way you can walk on. He wants you to make it. So even if life, if a season of life is real tricky, real dangerous, real challenging, real problematic, all different kinds of influences or things coming at you, you're not going to fall. Amen. Your feet are like Hines' feet, and the way is made flat and plain and wide under your feet so you won't fall. You know, you're trusting him in that area, not your trust in yourself. Your trust in him activates these promises in your life. Just absolutely activates it. Now let's look at another one that's so nice. Go to uh, Psalms 31. Verse 8, you have not given me into the hand of the enemy. That's a relief. You have not given me into the hand of the enemy. You have set my feet in a broad place. Oh, praise the Lord. Now let's just go to chapter 40. He drew me up out of a horrible pit a pit of turmoil and of destruction, out of the miry clay, froth and slime, and set my feet upon a rock, steadying my steps and establishing my goings. Oh, praise God. This gives me a picture. I like this verse of Scripture. I remember uh, when, and all these verses are nice, but God gives them to you sometimes in in different seasons of your life. And, uh, And I could... I, I remember uh, thinking about that, how, you know, your, your feet uh, looking for a place to solid to step down on if you're, in, if you're in water, especially in slimy water, which we don't have much here. But you know, where I grew up in Oklahoma, that's mostly what we had. And uh, if the water is very deep, your feet get to looking for some place to, to, to step down on. And boy, when you got something solid under your feet, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. But before you can go further, notice that he sets your feet on a solid place and, a, and, uh, and makes your feet steady on that solid place, and then he establishes your going. I love that. So always, when any kind of a situation makes you, makes you feel like, Hmm, what's going on? What's going to happen? 
Notice, he is the rock that he just lets you stand on him. He lets you stand on him and get your, get your balance on him. And then he establishes your going on that way that's perfect. Let's go to another one. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Psalms 116. Psalms 116. And verse 8 says this, For you have delivered my life from death. Yes, he has, Paul. You've delivered my life from death and my eyes from tears and my feet from stumbling and falling. Why? So that I can walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I like that next verse too. You know, he delivers our, he delivers our life. Uh, but it says, so that I can walk before the Lord. Uh, he just would deliver us because he just delights in delivering us and because he is a deliverer. But there is a purpose in our deliverance. There's a purpose in him in establishing us and drawing us out of a miry clay so that we can walk before him with the rest of our life. Let's go to Psalms 119 and verse 105. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So not only does he help our feet, make our feet like Heinz feet, he makes our way perfect. He makes sure that it's broad enough for us to be able to step on it and not slip. Not only that, but we also have street lights. If, there, if, if the season of life isn't really light, or it could just be, you know, a situation casts a shadow in between the sun and your visibility, his word is a lamp unto your feet, a light unto your pathway so that you can see exactly where your feet are right now, what 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 you're to do in this very moment but also what you're to do down the road he shows us direction in this way so now let's go with that with the all these promises in mind let's go to proverbs proverbs the second chapter it's interesting in proverbs the first chapter in the 15th and the 16th verses it talks about it talks about uh, not, our, that not walking in the way of the wicked and restraining our feet from that path. There is a path. There's a path that is a, a, a path of death. And uh, it is just in that path, bad things happen. And he delivers us from that path. And he says, don't walk in that path. And it talks about people whose feet run in that path to do evil. But notice in chapter 2, it says, My son, if you'll receive my words and treasure up my commandments within you, make your ear attentive to skillful and godly wisdom, inclining and directing your heart and mind to understanding. 
Yes, if you cry out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek wisdom as for silver and search for skillful and godly wisdom as for hidden treasure, then you'll understand the reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of our God. For God gives skillful and godly wisdom, and from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Let's just stop here right now and look at that. In 1 Corinthians, the first chapter in the 30th verse, it says that God has made Jesus to be our wisdom. When you ask Jesus into your heart, where is then wisdom? In Colossians, the first chapter, it says, In Christ is hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. All the treasures. Everything of wisdom for our path is hidden in Christ. And where is Christ? He's in us. So when we're crying out for wisdom, when we're looking for wisdom, it's not like a thunderbolt of wisdom is going to come from heaven afar. Wisdom is going to rise up right from in our own heart. Why? Because that's where wisdom is, is in our own heart. But just like, uh, just like mining for, for diamonds or other kinds of beautiful gems, that's what we do. We mine those gems of wisdom that are in our heart. It would be a horrible and a foolish thing to have the wisdom of all the ages in our heart and, and be absolutely stupid and, the, and act, act the fool in the way that we live because our head is stupid all the while our heart is very <laughs> loaded with smarts, divine wisdom. No, we've got to mind that wisdom up out of our heart. So, so it says here, if you'll raise your voice, cry out for wisdom. Verse 7 says, He hides away sound and godly wisdom and stores it for the righteous. He's a shield to those who walk uprightly and in integrity. Now look at verse 8. This is where we want to look. So that he may guard the paths of justice. Yes, he preserves the way of his saints. Guys, let your trust just be in this about him. Not only does he help your feet, Not only does he make your way perfect, not only does he put a light on it, but he guards your way. Do you know uh, the devil hates the plan of God for your life? He hates it, just like he hated the plan of God for Jesus' life, how he hated the plan of God for Moses' life, like he hated the plan of God for other people in the Bible's life. He hates good. And so he's, he steals, kills, and destroys. But you have to trust this about God. And your trust activates this. That he preserves your way. He guards your way. Amen. God is watching my, the plan that he made up for my life. Hallelujah. He's watching out for me. He's making it all work. Praise the name of the Lord. This is what I trust him in. Keep going. And it says this. Then you'll understand righteousness, just, justice, and fair dealing in every area and relation. Yes, you'll understand every good path. Wow. Every good path. So you could have, uh, you could have 
wisdom and walk in a good path concerning maybe one area of your life, but maybe another area of your life, you, you uh, would do something foolish. Maybe other areas, pretty smart. But maybe, maybe like for instance, maybe have really good wisdom flowing and, and walking in wisdom of God where relationships are concerned. But in the area of money, you, you made bad choices and maybe got into debt. This says here that you'll understand every good path. Guys, let's believe this. That every area of our life is a good path, a good path for our relationships, a good path for our finances, a good path for every single area of our life. For skillful and godly wisdom shall enter into your heart and knowledge shall be pleasant to you. Discretion shall watch over you and understanding will keep you. Look at this, to deliver you from the way of evil and evil men, from men who speak perverse things and are liars. Men who forsake the paths of unrighteousness or uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice to do evil and delight in the perverseness of evil, who are crooked in their ways, wayward and devious in their paths. But discretion shall watch over you and understanding will keep you to deliver you from the alien woman, the outsider with her flattering words. And that's just one area of a crooked path. But notice the discretion and the wisdom of God that rises up on the inside of us keeps us from making foolish decisions, split decisions. And you don't even have to have all the reasoning of it in your head. It's just when you start to put your foot on a wrong way, something in your heart will go, hmm, hmm, hmm. That'll bite your foot. That'll hurt you. And you don't, even have to, you don't even have to have the whole mental process in here. Wisdom speaks on the inside and says, um, don't, don't put your foot there. Put it over here. Do you know, um, when we were in, when we were in uh, uh, Thailand, uh, Tony's niece and I, and uh, we took an elephant trip uh, in, the, in the jungles there in Thailand. Boy, that's a fun thing if you can ever ride an elephant do. Just a great experience. But it's the funniest thing. You know, their feet are quite large, and the path is about this big. And they're precarious paths. They're st- on steep mountains. But it's amazing how their feet just, just uh, it looks for a place. Their foot does this. They swing their foot out, but they don't put it down until it's on the path. And you know what? That's what wisdom helps you to do. Your foot may be out here looking for some place to go, but if you're putting into practice all the verse, you know, just activating those by just trusting God to help you, your foot isn't going to engage in something that's going to take you in a wrong direction. It's going to engage in what God wants you to do. Amen. If something is going to bite your life, if something's going to hurt you, your foot's going to go, uh-uh, not there, and it's going to come right down on the right way. Hallelujah. Let's just trust this. Amen. Now let's just keep reading here in verse, in verse 20. 
So may you walk in the way of good men and keep the paths of righteousness. Amen. Uh, let's go to chapter 3. We won't even comment on that. Uh, let's go to chapter 3 and verse 5 and 6. This is a familiar one. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, just acknowledge him. Acknowledge him. And he does what? He directs it. Where? Through this inside wisdom guide. That's where he is. He's on the inside. And he tells you which, where to put your foot. All right. Then let's look at verse 17. This is about wisdom. How precious wisdom is. That it's, it's more valuable to us than gold and silver. Which right now gold is pretty good. Sure better than the dollar. Our dollar, uh, the American dollar, Aussie dollar is way better. But they say gold is a pretty good deal. But it says wisdom is way, way, way better than silver or gold. Way better. Now notice what it says. Her highways, wisdom's ways, are highways of pleasantness. And all her paths are peace. You can always know if you're putting your foot down on the right place. If you start to put your foot down on some place and it goes, something goes funny on the inside, mm, then don't engage in that. Don't lock into that. Wait until there's peace because all of wisdom's paths are peace. And you don't even have to understand exactly uh, the end of all of your steps. You don't have to be able to know, now this is going to happen, this is going to happen. If I do this, this will happen, this will happen. You don't have to know the whole way. All you have to know is the step is in peace. <coughs> you take that step in peace, that's good, that's solid. I won't slip. And then the next step, if it's peace, then you're, you're on your way. All the ways are peace. And all the way is pleasantness. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, she is a tree of life to those who lay hold of her. Happy and fortunate is everyone who holds her fast. The Lord, by skillful and godly wisdom, founded the earth, understanding he has established the heavens. By his knowledge, the deeps were broken up and the skies distilled the dew. My son, let them not escape your sight, but keep sound and godly wisdom and discretion. And they'll be life to your inner self, a gracious ornament to your neck. Then you, ooh, look at this, verse 23. Then you will walk in your way securely and in confident trust, and you'll not dash your foot or stumble. Praise the name of the Lord. You won't stump your toe, and you'll not stumble, and you certainly will not fall. You know, it's so wonderful to have the mercy of God, the lovely mercy of God that's new every morning, uh, that if you do fall, he picks you back up. 
I have made some, some missteps before, and I have fallen. Uh, sometimes I haven't completely fallen, but I did stumble. And because I stumbled, I pulled on somebody else, and it made them uh, maybe stumble a little bit too. Anybody know what that's like? Please make me feel better about being so honest with you. But, uh, you know, I, I have done that. And thank God his mercy, when we ever do stumble, he doesn't put uh, his boot on your head and say, learn a lesson. You know, he's never about that. He's always about lifting up and, and, and helping us stand. But I'm telling you, the wisdom of God helps us to not stumble and certainly not fall. Thank God the mercy is there if we do. Forgiveness has already been paid for if we do. But wisdom and his divine grace keeps us from falling and even from tripping, even from stumping our toe. And this verse of scripture says that you will not dash your foot or stumble. And um, look at verse 26. For the Lord shall be your confidence, firm and strong, and shall keep your foot from being caught in a trap or some hidden danger. You never have to be always wondering what's lurking behind something or somebody's, you know, hidden motives or hidden agenda or whatever. Not if you're going by the wisdom of God. You don't have to know all the dark secrets of of people. All you have to know is the wisdom of God. You don't have to know why God says no, don't put your foot there. It's just that if he says no, then trust it. It's no. You don't have to know all of the evil that would happen if you did. You never want to have to find out. He just takes you on a different route, a good route that's pleasant. Praise the name of the Lord. And so this verse of scripture, I love it. Notice it says, he'll be your confidence. Not your confidence is never in your Christianity, in your Christian life in God. Your confidence is never at any time ever shifted to yourself. There's never a point that you will grow spiritually that you shift your confidence to yourself. Okay, now I've got it. I can do it now. I've got it. I've learned. I've, you know, I prayed for hours and I, now I know a lot of the Bible and now I, 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 no. Right about that time, somebody's going to be sweeping you up in a dustpan because you've tripped and fallen. Yeah? Our confidence is not in ourself. Our confidence is in him. Amen? And I love how this verse of scripture says it. The Lord shall be your confidence, firm and strong. Let's just say that God is my confidence. Firm and strong. Amen. Now let's go, let's go to uh, one other opening. Let's go to the fourth chapter. It says this, prize wisdom highly and exalt her and she'll exalt and promote you. And she'll bring you to honor when you embrace her. This is one of the verses of scripture that made me curious. 
about what God wants to do for people in this room tonight. God, through, his, through taking steps in his path of wisdom, never rings you out and expends you. It always is an upward, upward step that brings you to honor. Why? Because when you're honored, when he puts you in a place of honor, it honors him. Jesus said this in John, the 17th chapter, in a prayer. He said, glorify me so I can glorify you. Glorify me so I can glorify you. Do you know there are people that God wants to honor in this room so you can bring honor to him? Amen. There's things he wants to unfold and do beautiful in your life. Why? Because it honors him. For us to honor him, you know, we can be smatted out on the, on, the, on the floor from having fallen tread marks on our face of life, you know, where it plowed us under, and we say, oh, God, we just give you all the glory. You know, I thank you so much for your, your mercy. And your, but what gives him glory is when you're glorious. And we can't glorify ourselves. We can't make our own way perfect. He does it. But it's to, bring, it's to bring honor to him through your life. Now let's just keep going here. Let's look at verse 12. When you walk, your steps shall not be hampered. Your path will be clear and open. And when you run, you shall not stumble. So we were singing that song tonight. Guys, that's such a perfect song for what we're singing tonight or what we're talking about. When you walk, your steps won't be hampered. It's going to be open for you. Why? Because he's guarding your pathway. He's making it broad so you don't slip, and he's even put magnet in your feet so that you don't, your feet don't slip off the way. And then he puts a light on it too. He really wants you to make this. Now, it says here, it says, and when you run, you'll not stumble. So we were singing, you know, uh, from Isaiah, the 40th chapter and the 31st verse. uh, You will walk and not be weary. You'll run and not faint. And then it even talks about rising up on uh, uh, like eagle wings, you know. But I'm telling you what. There's some walking and running that God has for people in this room. God's path for you is already planned. It's good. It's wonderful. And no matter what the devil has tried to do in the past to keep you from doing it and being on that way, I'm telling you what, God is bigger. God is stronger. He's your confidence firm and strong and he perfects your way and you're going to fulfill the will of God in your life. God's going to be glorified in your life. Hallelujah. What looks impossible today will absolutely be possible in the days to come. You'll look back and say that was absolutely miraculous. 
it will be one step after another of just walking in the peace of God and in the wisdom of God. And you'll ignite and you will, uh, you will trigger miracles in your life. Miracles. Okay, that was a little bit too subdued reaction for miracles. I believe God wants us to have a miraculous life. And his way for us is, it's a way of supernatural, supernatural, above the natural. All right. So now let's just finish this up. Verse 18. Oh, look at this. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn. It gets darker and darker and darker towards the end of time. Is that what it says? No, it does not. The path of the righteous is like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter. Shines more and more brighter and clearer until it reaches the full strength and glory in the perfect day. My path gets brighter. Hallelujah. I'm not walking into obscurity. I'm not walking into a mist. Not walking into... No. I am absolutely walking in the light. There's this verse, this um, a song we used to sing. It says, uh, uh, my mother, this is really goes back, way back... She would sing, how beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior, stepping in the light, stepping in the light. Anybody know that song? How beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior. Um, something. Very nice song. It ends with something that, that rhymes with light. Anyway. Okay. And finally, verse 26. How are, we, how are we doing? Do we like these verses of Scripture? Praise the name of the Lord. Well, I just believe one day we'll look back and we'll remember that we all sat around the table of the Lord and ate these verses. And we'll celebrate what God has done in each other's lives. Amen. It'll be also different for all of us. Every one of us have a different path. Okay, but we cheer each other on. Verse 26. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Verse 25. Let's put this in there too. Let your eyes look right on with fixed purpose and let your gaze be straight before you. Consider well the path of your feet. Consider well the path of your feet and let all your ways be established and ordered right. Now, how do you consider well? How do you consider well? Well, one of the verses of Scripture that we read from Proverbs, the third chapter, the fifth and the sixth verse. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. If your trust is in yourself and your ability to make decisions and your ability to come up with the right deal, shift it, shift it. If you want the supernatural way, shift it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. 
and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. What does that mean? In all your ways, acknowledge him. Just include him. So this afternoon, I was, as I was praying about, about these things, and really praying for, for all of us in this room, praying for the plans of God for our life, I, I saw that we would just tell him what's before us, choices that are before us that we know. Acknowledge him. Ask him if there's things that we're missing that we haven't seen or haven't considered. Put the choices up to him. There are even other options that we haven't considered because our, our understanding is finite. He knows the whole deal. There's been, I, don't, I can't count the times when I have given him, I'll say, God, should I do this or this? And he said, neither. This is the one. And I wouldn't have even thought of that. But by acknowledging him, I saw this. By simple acknowledging him, it opens up. You know where that wisdom is? It opens up the treasure chest of wisdom and knowledge. Acknowledging him opens up the treasure chest. It's there. Acknowledging him opens it up. Praise the name. Is that, that's just simple, isn't it? But very, very amazing things. Um, business decisions. Um, life choice decisions. Relationship decisions. Schooling decisions. Because we've got, we've got all kinds of uh, uh, different age groups of people. Uh, vocation uh, decisions. Moving decisions, all those kind of things are there. You're not going to miss it. You're going to hit it. Hallelujah. Going to hit it square on. Amen. At the end of every single one of different seasons of our life, we can high five and we'll just praise the Lord because we're, we're making this together. You're going to make it. We're going to make it. We're all going to make it. Not because we're so something, but because he is so something. Oh, he guards all of our ways, and he makes them perfect. Praise God. You're going to be more than what you ever thought you could be. You're going to accomplish more than what you ever thought you could because he's going to do it through you. Amen. So, you know, we're going to need to sing that song again. Praise the Lord. And I don't know, can you sing the first part of it too? You know, strength of kindness as we wait. It's a little bit low in that key, but it's nice. Praise God. Praise the Lord. This uh, Today I was praying for, for Luke and Lauren, and I, prayed, I was praying for your feet. Praise God. There's choices, life choices. But then just one after another, the... Uh, the youth in this church, like a parade, just like a parade. Choices, life choices. Hallelujah for your feet. You know, in Romans, the, Romans the, the 10th chapter, you know what else it says about our feet? They're beautiful. They're beautiful. Why? 
because in our pathway there's another verse of scripture that says in our pathway is life and there is no death do you know this that if you're if you know you're walking in the pathway of life anyone who crosses your path in a given day they've crossed up with life and your feet are beautiful to give them good news anybody who crosses in your path they could be born again you get just give them a good news of a word of encouragement or have you know just give them the love of God but it could be also somebody that doesn't know him anybody who crosses your path crosses life and even people that cross you know I was driving down Kingston I guess it was Kingston I don't know what that street was and um, and I got in front of this woman because I was not paying attention and she got so mad at me and she was she was cussing me out in her car I, I I couldn't hear her, but I could read the I could read her lips. <laughs> oh, she was so mad at me, you know. So then, you know, it draws on some kind of response. You're either going to feel bad or you get mad. Well, you know. But you know what I, I looked at her she just looked so miserable in that car I wasn't as miserable I wasn't miserable at all until she was trying you know I was starting to try to be miserable like her and I thought you know what she's crossed up my path so I just smiled at her I just smiled at her and then in my car I just started blessing her oh God I just blessed that woman she did the right thing today by cussing me out she just came by the right person to, to, to be mad at today because I bless her and I turn that curse into a blessing and it chases her all the rest of her life Arr, that's our vengeance I'm gonna serve you right I'm gonna bless you <laughs> Amen. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of them that bring good news. That's in our pathway is just good news. Yeah, but what if bad news happens? There's good news to change that bad news. Praise the name of the Lord. We always have good news. Praise God. Stand up on your feet.